Hey y'all, you're listening to The Coffee Shop, and I'm your host, Lindsay Acosta. If you know me, then you know that I love coffee, and The Coffee Shop is where I've had some of my favorite and hardest conversations. I've laughed, cried, mourned, and rejoiced with friends as we sat across from one another, a coffee between us. So I hope you'll pull up a chair to my table and have conversations with me as I talk about all things Jesus related in hopes that it will equip, teach, and empower you in your walk with the Lord. Welcome to the coffee shop. Hey y'all, welcome back to the coffee shop. If you haven't listened to the last few episodes about deep studying the Bible, again, you need to go do that and catch up or this week's episode won't make sense. Now, for this week's episode, we are going to be talking about commentary and comparing translations. And this is actually going to be our very last episode for this topic. So if you are still with me, you are the real MVP. Um, I know these last few episodes have just been packed full of information and it can be a lot sometimes. So if you're still hanging around, I really appreciate it. But lucky for you, we are coming to the end of learning how to deep study the Bible. And number seven in our steps is commentary, which is honestly another favorite part for me. And commentary is just summaries of different passages or typically books of the Bible by scholars. And a lot of these scholars break down the reading so that you can understand exactly what's you know taking place in the book that you're reading and the chapter that you're reading and then what you can take away from it and basically they've already deep studied the bible and have just compiled their notes for you to read now the reason why this is one of the last things we do in our steps to deep study the bible is because we should not be jumping to the answers without trying to find them on our own It's basically like school when you have homework. Like, obviously, you could cheat off of somebody else's paper, but when it comes time for the test, you don't even know what you're doing. Deep studying is a lot like that. If you don't learn how to figure stuff out on your own, you're never going to learn how to understand the Bible without the help of someone else. Now, having help isn't bad, but it shouldn't be your go-to. Try to figure it out on your own and then consult a commentary to check your own findings or a trusted. Now, you can always search for commentary online, kind of the same way that you do other subjects that we've talked about. So I would type in 10 plagues commentary or book of Exodus commentary or Exodus chapter 7 commentary. But you can look at commentary from the internet. Again, just make sure it's from a reliable source. And, you know, there's also books available that have commentary. Uh, Sometimes you'll see the titles will be something along the lines of commentary on Exodus or Exodus commentary. And you could probably find a lot of those on Amazon. I don't have any, so I don't have any suggestions at the moment. But, I mean, if you go searching on Amazon, you're going to, you know, have a bunch pop up. You just look at reviews, uh, maybe ask a pastor if they've heard of that author because again even though it's in book form doesn't mean that it's any more reliable than some joe schmo blog on the internet so you still want to use discernment 
and be careful what you're reading because the whole point of deep studying is to better understand the Bible and to better interpret it and to apply it to our lives. And if we are reading it from someone who is not reliable, we might walk away with the wrong understanding or the wrong interpretation. So again, just use that discernment. Um, Now, as far as the 10 plagues, I would highly, highly suggest that y'all look at David Guzik's commentary from um, Exodus chapter 7 to Exodus chapter 11 or anything by him because we love him. Um, But he has just some amazing points and explanations on the 10 plagues, a bunch of stuff that I was not able to go into during these last few episodes. So y'all could learn a lot from him and from his commentary. So if you get a minute, Go read what he has to write. It's so insightful. So that's basically all you do for commentary. You literally just read what the scholars wrote and then make notes and see if you came to the same conclusion that they did through your own research. So now that we've done that, now it's time for our final step, which is comparing translations. Sometimes I will do this at the very beginning of my deep study or just during my regular Bible time if I don't understand a verse or if I just want to see if it's written differently so I can understand it better, just get a better viewpoint of it. But I do usually wait until the end to do this. Now, I do want to get a few things straight while we're talking about translations because I know that there's quite a few rumors floating around and I want to address them kind of before we jump into this. The first thing is a lot of people are saying that Some translations have taken some verses out of the Bible completely. Um, Yes, they have. And this is because they have deemed them to be implied due to customs or beliefs of the times, but not necessarily true or false. And this is the case in the story of the pool of Bethesda. So some translations omit the implication that an angel stirred the pool and that's why people were healed. Um, I think it's verse 4 that they take out. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure it's verse 4. But there was an implication that an angel would come down and stir the pool and that's why people were healed. But because there's no actual evidence that that's true and simply just a cultural belief, the authors and publishers of that translation decided to take it out because they can't prove if it's true or false but you also need to understand that any verses that have been omitted are just moved down to the footnote section of your bible so if you see that there's a missing verse look at your footnotes it's probably there like they're not completely taking it out and saying hey this isn't true we're just taking it out or haha we're gonna a trueness of the bible and what actually happened So they're not completely removed. They're just moved to the bottom where the footnotes are. The second rumor is that anything that isn't a word-for-word translation is bad and we shouldn't read it. And this is false and is such a dangerous thought. Because every translation serves a purpose depending on what you're trying to accomplish by reading it. Now there's three categories of translations, which is word-for-word, thought-for-thought, and then paraphrasing. Translations like the message that paraphrase are for people who are trying to get a better summary of each passage, and these will sometimes include the main points with the author's thoughts on it. 
Now, word-for-word translations are pretty self-explanatory. These translators focused on each individual word in the ancient text, deciphered what those words meant, and then combined them together to form thoughts, sentences, paragraphs, chapters, books, and so on. Kind of like how we translate from Spanish to English. We try to get it translated as close as possible, word for word, but sometimes it just means focusing on the individual words and then deciphering what they mean and then combining them to form what the text is saying in our English language. Now, the advantage of these translations is that they pay painstaking attention to the meaning of each word, which does help preserve the integrity of the original text, but the disadvantage is that these translations can sometimes be more difficult to read and comprehend. So think like King James or the New King James Version. Those are typically a lot harder to understand, but they do help to preserve the integrity of the original text. Thought-for-thought translations focus more on the complete meaning of the different phrases in the original text. Rather than isolating individual words, these versions attempt to capture the meaning of the original text within their original languages and then translate the meaning into modern words and phrases. Now, as an advantage, these versions are typically easier to comprehend and kind of feel more modern. But as a disadvantage, people aren't always certain about the exact meaning of a phrase or thought in the original languages, which can lead to the different translations that we have. And we've kind of touched on that a little bit when we were talking about vocabulary and things like that. And it's also worth noting that there's no such thing as a word-for-word translation because our languages are so different. And this is even true with Spanish and German and Chinese and just about every other language. So like Greek and Hebrew are no different. You are not going to get a word-for-word translation. They don't exist. Now with all that being said, at the end of the day, you have to use discernment and again, pray over what you're reading and allow the Lord to lead you in your studying. So if you're confused about a translation or if you're just unsure if you should trust it or even read it, just talk to a very trusted pastor or leader or another very seasoned Christian who can point you in in the direction on if a translation is accurate or reliable and things like that. Anyway, the reasons why we consult and compare different translations is simply to get a better understanding of what we're reading. It's essentially the same reasoning behind why we look up words we already know the meaning to. So even though, you know, we know the meaning of a certain word, like the word compassion, you know, that I was talking about in an earlier episode, it made the passage much more meaningful once I understood the exact definition. And translations are very similar in that way. They just open up our understanding and help us to get a better or different view of what a passage is saying. So we have finally reached the end of learning how to deep study the Bible. And I will do more episodes on some of these steps Uh, They will just be a lot more in-depth. 
But for now, this is the simplest way to deep study, even though it doesn't really seem simple. Um, but honestly, deep studying can be very time consuming and it can feel like a lot of work at first. But once you get used to it and you get the hang of it, it just really comes naturally. Um, I really don't even read my Bible at face value anymore. Any passage that I read, I am deep studying it to some degree. You know, it might not be this in depth where I'm following every single step that we've talked about over the last few weeks, but I am deep studying it at least surface level like symbolism and vocabulary and definitely commentary. Now, before we finish this topic, I do want to stress to y'all that you know, if you get something wrong while you're deep studying, just fix it. Like you could think one thing and then find out years later or a few days later that you got it wrong and that does not mean you're a bad Christian or that you don't know how to study the Bible or that you're stupid or things like that. We are all human and we make mistakes. Just update your notes and move on. It It's really just part of learning and it's part of growing in your faith. So don't let it stress you out. Don't let it keep you from continuing to deep study the Bible. It's really important, honestly. And of course, in honor of the homework that we have been doing over these last few weeks, we are going to add commentary to your notes and then pick out one verse from the passage that you have been talking about the last few weeks. And I want you to show three different translations of that verse, screenshot all of those things, tag the coffee shop so I can share it on the gram and that is the gist of how to deep study your bible and as always if you guys have questions feel free to reach out I know this has been a lot of information to take in so please don't be afraid to ask for help or reach out Um, I'm always here for you guys to expand on things and to help you guys out Um, be on the lookout for future episodes kind of going over some of these things in even more detail if you think that's even possible um but yeah I've had a lot of fun talking about this it's definitely one of my favorite subjects I think it's so important for us to be doing and so many people don't do it because they don't know how so hopefully these episodes can just really encourage you and help you to feel confident in deep studying the Bible. Thanks for listening to this week's episode on The Coffee Shop. I'd love to connect with you more on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See y'all next week.